Hello, it's Gray. Hello, it is Crystal. And this is Bus Asian Beauty's Supernatural Commentary Podcast, where I, someone who has seen this show many, many times. And I, someone who only knows the show through social media, discuss every single episode of Supernatural from start to finish. Also, we are both Asian. Both Asian. So for today's episode, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 20, The Rapture. Written by Jeremy Carver, directed by Charles Beeson. Yeah. Uh, so I guess before we get into it, this is the episode where, like, the parallels between Sam drinking demon blood and, like, real-life substance abuse, like, get pretty obvious in the writing. And this isn't really a topic that Gray and I have much knowledge on, so, like, if this is, like, a sensitive thing for you, like, I don't think we'll be able to, like, approach it with, like, the nuance that you might, like, need or prefer for a podcast talking about this episode, so just be be warned. Yeah. Heads up. Heads up. So, Yeah. We are at the rapture. We are. I watched this episode on a plane where I couldn't hear, like, one-fourth of the lines, and you watched it right before this recording after waking up late. So, let's see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, truly I look forward to learning a bunch of new lines by following the transcript while we talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're reacting to it on time as if you were knowing it for the first time because you are yeah exactly yeah this episode it's a jeremy carver episode what mm. are the other previous jeremy carvers uh he did in season the four. supernatural oh, christmas he wrote in oh the beginning. in season four okay oh uh, okay so he wrote in the beginning which is pretty iconic Family yeah. Remains, which is the terrible one. Yeah. That takes a <laughs> holiday, takes which, holiday is which is fine. fine. And then this. <laughs> Alright. I well. don't think this episode is refreshing with the Jimmy plot. Yeah. Watching it feels very much like a Cass is a beloved character already. And mm. I do wonder whether the first time this aired, people who like Cass thought that like, Oh, Cass is like gonna be gone after oh. a while. Because right. this feels like something you bring up about the character when they're about to reach the end of their arc, you know? That is true. And like the only character we've had long running so far is what, like Bobby and then John earlier. So there's no particular reason why Cass would stick around past season four. That wait, that is so interesting. Uh, Joe and Ellen, Joe they don't Ellen show up this season returned. at all. Returned, yeah, they don't come. Until so they don't feel recurring yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't feel recurring yet. And when they do recur, they recur to die. Oh, I guess Ruby has also been recurring. Yeah, that's men. true. That's true. That's true. But like, I guess I don't know. They're more antagonistic figures, I think, than Cass's. Yeah, Cass is a buddy, and they don't keep buddies around. 
Mm. Well, I mean, he will be a buddy. I did think that, like, it is interesting that they do this for cast because, like, I mean, with Bobby, we got Bobby's backstory, but not in detail. Like, we don't get flashbacks for Bobby or anything. You know, we only get that uh, when got, Bobby like, is about to die. Bits of his, well, no, we got bits of his wife and stuff in yeah. Dream Little Dream of Me, right? Yes, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we know some things. We know some things, but like we don't know like anything about Bobby really. Do we know anything about Bobby? I don't think uh, we know anything about Bobby. I don't know. He's a guy. Yeah. And what like is he? I think <laughs> non binary Bobby, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like no, I mean not I guess not a cast, but Jimmy. But it is cast. Like being given this kind of backstory now kind of doesn't bode well for his presence later in the show. But, well, he will be present, baby. Don't worry about it. Sure will. Until we get to season seven and then worry about it a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pretty iconic episode. What did you know about it before you went and watched it on a plane? Uh, So I knew that this was the Jimmy Ep and that it would start with Cass giving Dean a note in his fishing dream about how he discovered something with heaven, but he gets like mind wiped or tortured before he can actually say it. So then they find Jimmy in some rubble and then like he says something about how possession is like being strapped to a comet and then he returns to Amelia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, being strapped by a comet even. Maybe. But yeah, he returns to Claire and Amelia, but their neighbors turn into like demons or something. And then we have Hell flashbacks yeah. of him not using a posture strainer like some sort of Democrat. Um, <laughs> and that at some point a demon possesses Amelia. She shoots Jimmy in the stomach and then Cass possesses Claire. But then Jimmy begs him to pick him instead and Cass does. And then at some yeah. point, Cass tells Dean, I don't serve man, and I certainly don't serve you, I serve cunt. Um, and also, <laughs> I think I, I knew, it wasn't like at the forefront of my mind, but like, if you asked me, then I would say that I know that this is the episode where Sam has to drink demon blood out of a flask outside of a motel yeah. at some point. I did not know that. I mm. thought that we will get both the reveal to Dean of the blood drinking and the putting Sam in the fucking panic room next episode. Oh, no, I think I generally knew that 421 would start with him in there. Already in there. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I suppose, like, in my head, I I separated the Jamie events of this episode as, like, the only things that happen in the rapture. And then the Sam parents, I, like, lumped up to all of next episode. I am excited mm-hmm. to have like a solidly Sam-centric episode next episode. I am yeah. not excited about the content anything of else. <laughs> yeah. Anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. This episode is, well, again, it's not cast-centric, but he sure is in there. He's in the background. He's looming. Mm. Yeah. We start the episode. Do we talk about the then sequence? 
Uh, the then sequence is just like Cass appears in Lazarus Rising, and then there's like stuff where Sam has sex with Ruby and also drinks blood. That's about it. And yeah. Chuck's saying, like, sucking blood, you sucking gotta know blood. that's wrong. And Sam's saying, I wish to God I could stop. So, yeah, that yeah. that's all of it. We start the episode, we are in a very orange tinted dream that Dean is having. It's extremely quiet. He's by a lake. And yeah, he's just sitting there having some beer. The the fishing is a recurring theme for Dean. Well, I don't know how recurring. He fishes it could with be. Jack, at least. But right? yeah. Cause it's like he, he the only thing he liked doing with John or something. With shit. John. Yeah. Yeah. And he fishes with Jack and then he fishes with John in our heads. But I mean, he's blue stealing even in his dreams. <laughs> like he's trying to make a I'm so relaxed face, but because he's played by Jensen Ackles, he is instead <laughs> blue stealing. He's actually he's, like, yeah. do you have anything else that might be yummy? It might be yummy. <laughs> he's so real for that. Yeah. Well, it's just this real quiet, real calm, real peaceful situation. And then beside Dean, Cass appears. He's With just his there. wet, sad eyes. He looks so wet and sad-eyed this entire episode. Like, every time he shows up, he looks like this. And yeah. it's just him, too. Like, I don't, like during the transition scene between Jimmy and Cass, like, Jimmy mm-hmm. looks like a normal guy. And then we get to Cass, and his eyes are so wet. And his nose is so red. And it's like, go, Cass. Go, Cass. Dean realizes that this is a dream. And Cass says, we need to talk. It's not safe here, someplace more private. And Dean said, it's my head already. What can be more private than this? And Cass said, well, yeah, it is in your head, so it's not. And someone could be listening, which is fun. How does that even work? Well, I, don't think I mean, Zachariah has like access to Dean's yeah. consciousness in some way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and Anna appears in his dreams in season five. Yeah, so I guess when you're on the physical plane, you can at least put some sigils around to yeah. get prying ears off. Doesn't Cass rib mark Sam and Dean? Oh yeah, that does That's happen at some That's point. That's season, yeah. That's real mm. fine. Real horny. Yeah. And like, we only get Dean's like <laughs> we only get Dean's ribs I think that but it's the same episode. marks on both of them it would be redundant no, no, no. yeah but I think it's really funny that like yeah for sure Dean has marks on his ribs <laughs> Sam I don't know it's somewhere in there well it's in there on his ribs yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm refusing sorry to angry. engage in any form of destialing that gets rid of Sastiel. Exactly. Well, Cass hands over a paper and he tells Dean to meet him there. And yeah, he looks very worried. He looks very, well, red-eyed. And then Mm -hmm. he goes, go now. Very urgently. And Dean is like, ah. And he wakes up in his motel room. Completely dark. How does the fucking piece of paper work? Like, did he read it before he woke up? I guess Doesn't he seem read like it. it. Yeah, they, Sam and Dean end up in a warehouse. And th- it's like this whole thing where they're in the warehouse already looking around with their flashlights. And Sam is like, well, what did he say, Dean? 
Yeah. Like, Dean just, like, through pantomime, like, to- like, communicated to Sam that he should get in the car and go to this warehouse, but at no exactly. point explained what the situation was. Yeah, it's so funny. And especially because, like, he didn't say anything. That's the whole point. Mm. And, like, so it would be understandable if Dean was like, let's get through this first. Like, let's drive there first, and then I'll tell you what he said. Well, like, he said nothing. So the first time Sam asked this, Dean could have been like, I don't know. And then that would be it. Yeah. But instead, he proceeded to blue seal throughout the drive and then only say it here. Yeah. Yeah. He was too busy listening to his sick jams. The warehouse looks well looks like there was a fight here and there was also blood symbols painted on the walls yeah so and all the light bulbs yeah. are exploding which is very fun like that's Cass's thing baby apparently the symbol is the same one that anna used in the barn or whatever so yeah an angel fight was happening here and then suddenly dean pans his flashlight to the side and there lies lying in the corner is Cote Castiel yeah but his voice has suddenly become like 10 times more breathable for some reason <laughs> you cannot say that what <laughs> you cannot this is where I draw the line <laughs> I can't say that okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear we've said breathable before on this podcast. I will go and listen notes right now. And I think at this, I think at that very moment, I also went. <laughs> so I'm, I'm nothing but completely consistent. Yeah. Okay. It happened in episode forty, and in the description of the episode, you put Gray's reaction to the word breathable, <laughs> which is very bad. One of the things that we talk about, so I'm assuming you did go, ugh. Dean approaches and, like, puts a shoulder. I puts, like, a hand on Cass's shoulder, I think. And he's like, Cass, Cass. And I do like that, like, he calls Cass, Cass to his face. But, like, talk to any, like, you know, later he talks to Jimmy about Cass. And it's Castiel, which is pretty fun. Jimmy calls him Cass at some point, too, though. Yeah, yeah, When he was screaming at him, I think. Yeah. Which is fun also. I, th- I also thought that was fun. He's not talking to an angel anymore. He's talking to, like, a work buddy who abandoned yeah, him. Yeah, a guy who fucked him over. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy wakes up, and I'm not going to recreate the voice, because admittedly, it does sound real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He literally, he's putting his all into this one. Yeah. It's real funny. I would say that, like, the acting for Jimmy is... I think it still felt fine. Like, um, the cast is like, is he's a completely different character from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I think what really makes it so that, like, you realize how kind of terrible actor Jimmy is, is when Cass gets to play other people later. Well, not Cass, when Misha <laughs> Collins gets to play other people later. I have just completely erased Misha Collins from this narrative. But, yeah, when that happens, you're like, oh, okay, so this guy's, like, kind of shit? Okay. Uh, I get it. I mean, I don't know. Lucifer, I think, was fun, but fun in a way where it's like, 
only Chick Collins is having fun. Not like, <laughs> that's Lucifer. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And of course, his German accent, Castiel, from season 13. <laughs> I don't even know what was going on there. You know, people who are like, we should have had a like Cassandine body swap episode. No. I don't think that's true. Like, I think that's a fun fan fiction concept. And like, it could be a fun episode concept, concept if either of them are like better at doing that. Yeah. But I think. Misha is not good enough to play a dean, and Jensen Ackles is <laughs> a horrible not. person, and I do not trust him to play a cast, you know? Like, I don't yeah. even know if he'll be good at it, but I think his definition of good at it is gonna be so evil that I don't just don't <laughs> want to see it. <laughs> Jamie yeah. has a higher voice, and he's saying, like, I- I'm not Castiel. It's me, I'm Jimmy. And Dean's like, well, where the hell is Castiel? And he goes, he's gone. Gas. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm doing that, but he is. He is yeah. gone. He is gone. So we cut to a motel room where Jimmy is chowing down on a hamburger. And I like that just because I know that in 514, Cass is also starving for burgers. Like the bleed over yeah. of consciousness and want between like body and soul is real. Apparently he hasn't eaten for months. <laughs> just saying Jimmy <laughs> wait what are you doing why are you going mm? you have to remember you- that like when we're talking in zoom I can hear like only half of what you're saying <laughs> I'm reading the transcript I'm reading the transcripts version of of Jimmy's mouth noises that they felt the need to put down. <laughs> and it's mmm. <laughs> yeah. Times three. I mean, maybe he is going like that. I he couldn't was, hear it he over really the plane. Was. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's prominent enough that it feels like something you need to put in the subtitles. So I understand why it's in the transcript. No, Dean is a hater. He's like, dude, stop eating like that. What a, what a, leave him alone, Dean, is what I feel. Yeah, I guess just if you're made fun of for how you eat, as soon as you're like, someone is slightly weirder than me, you're like, oh, thank God, it's my moment. So while Jimmy's eating, we have this scene where Sam and Dean are both like asking him about like Cass and his forever stance is just, I'd a gaff. Absolutely but, iconic. Yeah, Sam and Dean are both super stressed, keep asking, hey, what happened with the battle back there? Hey, do you know what Cash was going to tell us? Et cetera, et cetera. And Jimmy's just like, I don't remember, and I also don't give a fuck. I do like Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I, I like that in a show where like the only other devout religious person we have seen is the guy with the Jesus fish truck. <laughs> yeah and then jimmy and they are so distinctly different which i think does reflect like how it mostly is and like i mean you can make the argument that jimmy is not religious anymore here and All that's right. why he's like, it's but, like no even faith. in his flashback mm. even in his flashbacks he like speaks a certain way etc etc and it's fun and also like i do like that it feels so mundane to him to talk about Cass. 
Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't come from a place of fear, admiration, or either the good or, or the bad, scared or, you know, like, it's it's just, yeah, I was there. And he was also there. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps on eating his burger. Pretty fine. So when Sam asks him what it was like to be possessed or if he remembers anything, Jimmy says, I mean, angel inside of you, it's kind of like being chained to a comet. Which, I mean, fun line. I hear it around. The whole time, Sam and Dean are just getting steadily more annoyed. Like, it's so clear that they're both just like, we would have dished you forever if we didn't have to keep you on ice before our friend Cass comes back. Or at least that's definitely (laughs) Sam's perspective. Like, later Sam's literally like, maybe Cass will just, like, drop back in so we should hold on to Jimmy until then. Like, he's so real. with Cass, like, this past few episodes is the funniest thing ever. Like, last episode he was like, I don't know, maybe we should just call Cass. <laughs> like, like, bring Adam back like, from the dead for us. <laughs> exactly. Here he's like, I don't know, maybe he's just gonna come back. And tell us the stuff we wanted, yeah. Sam is so funny. It it feels a little bit like when you're with a friend and they bring their ugly boyfriend along and then like you guys are left on the table together and the friend is gone. <laughs> That's what this feels like. Sam's like, <laughs> my God, Cass's ugly, boring boyfriend is here. What do we do? Yeah. That is the vibe. Like, hey, you're a good partner, right? Do you remember, like, this thing? And it's like, no. Well, Dean asks, come on, what do you know? And Jimmy says, my name is Jimmy Novak. (laughs) I like my life. No. No, I love my life. life. (laughs) I'm from Pontiac, Illinois. We cut to a flashback one year ago, Pontiac, Illinois. Um... So Jimmy says, I have a family, and we see him in his dining room, and then it's him with Amelia and Claire going to dinner in their house. I don't know, there's like some kind of a roast meat with vegetables situation and a bread situation. It's so fucked up how white people only cook using their ovens sometimes, like... Yeah. What what is that for? Put that like stir fry something, stove, bro. Exactly. Yeah. At least we see him boiling something later. So <laughs> they switch it up. Absolutely nothing. I mean, he was <laughs> boiling his hat. So, so. yeah, he Unless was cutting was vegetables. I guess one would assume that the vegetables were gonna Who's get this boiled. Too? Yeah, we're gonna get like a stalker or something. Yeah, and I'm glad yeah. we got that scene because right now, like. It's very, like, he sits at the head of the table and, like, his two blonde girls of the family are sitting by his side and his wife is bringing in the food. And it feels just very, like, yeah. patriarchal American family. But at least we yeah. see him cooking later, cooking his arms, so. <laughs> cooking <laughs> his arm, yeah. There's some gender equality in this household. Even if I still think that the way that he sits at this table is so weird. The food is absolutely terrible looking, too. Like, <laughs> it's I'm sorry, fine now. Evil. Later it's when it's know. just later sandwiches. It <laughs> Like, we're gonna have dinner, and it's a fucking sandwich. (laughs) Okay, slay. (laughs) I mean, 
they lost, I'm assuming, their primary source of income for a year. It's difficult for them. They're still having to pay the mortgage on this thing. And it's, That's like, true. and, like, I bet their portfolio is in the gutters or whatever the fuck Dean Smith says. Yeah. It is very interesting to me that, like, that happens to you and you can stay in the suburbs. Like, that must be... What, you have I, savings? <laughs> is it, could they cash out his life insurance after a while or something? I mean, that's true. That's probably why he was declared dead. Yeah. But also, when we get to this flashback and we go to Jimmy's face, mm. and he is in that button-up and tie, I was I was like, ugh. <laughs> just not having the trench coat on? No, I think it's just the button-up being that high. It's like priest levels, that thing. The current mm. setup. Yeah. The top he most. He probably wanted to be a priest this. at some point. Just like me for real. I don't know. Claire has a, I'm a charming little girl who needs to motivate my dad to do things later in this episode moment where she's like going for the bread early and he's like, uh, 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 Claire, we gotta say grace first. So... They do that. He leads it. They're bowed heads. Three people in formation. Amen. It's Sarah. We got to later, and he's asleep in his armchair at the TV, which that again, experience. very, very patriarchal, like yeah, dad experience. I, yeah. I do not like this. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that what John was doing when Mary it. got killed? No, right? <laughs> But, like, I don't know. It's, like, to me, I mean, I understand that this is, like, this is how they present dads in television. This is how it is, right? But, like, aren't you, you so like sad it. that you're watching, like, shows alone? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. feel like watching TV in the living room should be a communal experience. Like, someone should be doing it with you. I mean... Well, I guess like, back in the day, yeah. they didn't have Netflix on their phone. So, like, if you want to watch something, you have to be in the living room for it, even if your wife and yeah, kid but it looked hates like the show so much. There was just, general. like, an armchair, which means that they're... Like, even if they, they wanted to watch together, person. they couldn't. Yeah. Like, or or the others would have to sit on the floor. <laughs> Love that. Anyway, yeah. Feminism is how my mom stays up until 2am watching, like, C-dramas on YouTube while my dad goes to sleep. I guess the reason why no one's watching with him is because I don't think he's watching anything particularly interesting. It's just, like, some kind of religion channel where a guy's talking about, like, like, an 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 encounter with an angel. Yeah, Yeah. one on each side of him getting tag-teamed by two angels. (laughs) Getting Apple powered even. Yeah. And the TV, like, gets staticky. It gets in sound and visuals. And Jimmy wakes up and he tries to turn it off, but it doesn't happen. Sounds are getting more high-pitched. Lights are flashing way harder. He eventually starts having a seizure. So, I mean, epileptic king. I mean, it is fascinating that even this doesn't work for Jimmy. And Cass still tries it on Dean. Like, he was like, well, maybe, who knows? 
I mean, it works on Jimmy eventually, like, through the radio, right? Cass just had to tune the frequencies, right? He was like, oh, the gas station television or whatever is worse than this television, so, like, maybe it'll fit. We go back to the motel, and Sam and Dean are discussing what the hell they should do about Jimmy. And Sam is on team. We should keep him here, just in case. And Dean is like, we should send him home. Put him on a bus and everything. Sam is saying he's the only lead we got. Yeah, you think he's not lying, but what if he is? And Dean says, what, you you want to go Guantanamo on the guy? And Sam's like, maybe we he, we just need like hypnosis or psychic or whatever. And, Kat, and Jimmy will figure out what he doesn't know. Or, hell, maybe Cass will just drop back into him. I love it. Sassiel real. Also, in this whole scene, Sam has his hands in his pockets and it makes his shoulders hunch up a little and he looks really cute. Sam says, back there, there was angel on angel violence. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really funny, I think. Yeah, because he Um, says it so seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and he's saying, Jimmy is the only lead we got, but... Dean says something that has been on my mind this entire season, which is, Mm -hmm. remember when our job was helping people, like getting them back to their families? Yeah, Sam says, you don't think I want to help him? (laughs) I'm just being realistic. We're doing him a favor. If we want to question this guy, you can bet the demons damn well do. And the thing is, like, Sam is right. Like, the demons Mm -hmm. will haunt Jimmy. As we yeah. see later, right? Yeah. But I ha- absolutely hate the line, we're doing him a favor. Like, shut the fuck up, Sam. I I think it's fun, because it is very much like a... Like, Sam didn't remember about the helping people part until Dean brought that up, and then because he's a and quick he's thinker, he was suddenly like, yeah. oh, well, actually, there is a, a reason that this would help him. I I, yeah. I enjoy Sam being at this place yeah. in his life. I love that. He's moving the goalpost of what it means to be doing this. And Jimmy is relayed the news that he cannot go home and we get the <laughs> funniest <laughs> Misha Collins scene that has happened up until this point in time. I mean, there will be funnier ones, just fundamentally. But... Mm-hmm. This one's pretty funny. Because he really is putting on his, like, high voice for this one. Yeah, but also not acting good at all. <laughs> he literally is like, what's that? What? <laughs> From who? And it sounds exactly <laughs> like that. Like, I swear to God. It sounds like me when I'm putting on my voices. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Jimmy is like, what? Oh, what is this? Like... Who is going to haunt me even? And Dean's like, oh, demons will. And yeah, whatever. I don't know anything. What would they have information about me for? Yeah. And he says, look, I'm not okay. But demons, angels, all of it. I just want to go home. And yeah. Yeah. He says, I've been shot and stabbed and healed. And my body has been dragged all over the earth. By some miracle, I'm out and I'm done. I've given enough. Okay. Which... He says he doesn't remember much, but he does remember all the shooting and stabbing and healing. He remembers the sensations, I suppose. So, like, he feels all of the pain. It's just that he doesn't die from it. I don't know. I do wonder what he means by doesn't remember. Because here, Mm. he seems like he remembers it, you know? Yeah. 
But I suppose like remembering something is different from, I don't know. I don't know how it's different. Mm. Like maybe it's different when you're like have agency of over your body and you're experiencing the situation versus when it's just like you're being logged around. Mayhaps. Yeah, and I don't know. This is this is all quite sad cuz yeah. I mean, you know, the whole thing with angels is that they like quote unquote require consent to possess a vessel, but that's like it's not like an ongoing consent thing. Like, it's just a one-time uninformed decision, and then you're stuck. Yeah. Like, you don't (sighs) even know what you're saying yes to. And you you can't comprehend it Mm -hmm. until you're there. Yeah. And then you're not conscious enough to say no, or if you are, then they still keep possessing you. They got. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes I think about the fact that Sam literally was possessed. By an angel. Yeah. yeah by and we Gabriel. just, he just doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll have moments of like, I was missing time. But that was what tipped him over that, like, he was missing time. It wasn't yeah. even what he was experiencing. It's like what he wasn't experiencing. So, mm-hmm. like, like, when Gadriel is there, like, he can literally just turn off that, like, Sam, like, completely, I suppose. Or maybe yeah. part of it is Sam was like actively healing at that time, so his experience of being possessed by an angel is gonna be different. But yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder like so Jimmy experienced all this. Like, did Cass just not bother to do that? Did right. Cass just not bother to have Jimmy not experience all the pain? What's going on? Cass is not very nice to the Novaks this episode. Jimmy asks, like, okay, how long are you going to keep me here? And Sam says, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Slay. At some point, he goes, I want to see my daughter. And they stop him. And he goes, so what, am I a prisoner now? And Sam says, harsh way to put it. Sam also says, like, no, you're not going because you're just going to put those people in danger, which is a yeah, continuation which does add of his to jump last the shark episode. thing. Yeah. Yeah, at least there's some continuity there. Like, they don't yeah. talk about the fact that they suddenly had a brother and then he had been dead the whole time, but there is that. Uh, we cut to later that night. Dean's asleep, um, fully clothed in jeans yeah. over the sheets. And, and Jimmy is snuggled, snuggled up so <laughs> comfy cozy. He's snork me 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 It's so funny because later on, like, you know... Jimmy mm. is actually awake this whole time. He's just pretending to be snork me 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 But, like, when he does wake up, he gets out of the bed. Yeah, and, and he's in his full suit. <laughs> he's in his full suit. And we don't see his feet, but the whole time I was waiting for him to, like, put on his shoes or something. Mm. Did he go into that, under that fucking blankie with his Entire getup, including shoes I'm on? I'm sure we've seen Sam and Dean sleep in motels with their shoes on. Yeah, but at least, like, you see Dean, his feet is hanging out of the bed, right? That's true. Yeah. So, like, mm. Jamie's like, I the gaff. I went through so much shit already. Yeah. Sam leaves, and Jimmy, noticing that his prison guard is gone, he sneaks out and dishes the motel so sam's outside he opens a flask and 
he, like, gets out a few drops of blood from it, and, like, he's sort of, like, breathing hard and shaking a lot, and he, like, laps it up, and then he, like, tries to get a bit more out, and he's, like, it's very, like, desperate, because he's, like, trying to, like, suck it out of, like, the crevices of his, like, fingers and palm and all that shit. Obviously, this is when they're, like, finally drawing the parallel hard, like, the fact that it's in a flask, and all the shaking and all that shit. Yeah. And I understand that, like, like stuff isn't, like, one f- like one-to-one. One-to-one, like, one. yeah. They're not saying necessarily that this is, like, exactly the same as this. And our attitude towards Sam and Demon Blood is, like, our attitude towards real-life addiction. But also, like... It would be nice if the the season four message wasn't you're evil for doing this and we need to chain you up in Bobby's panic room about it. Yeah. I mean, because Supernatural is the kind of show where they want to talk about something and then Mm. they do it by making it something else. But when Mm. the actual thing that it is is present in the show... They do absolutely nothing about it. Right. Like, you know how, like, the the vampires are supposed to be, like, a race allegory? Uh-huh. But when they have people of color in the show, they are very racist towards them. Yeah. And, like, you have this, like, addiction arc with Sam, with the demon blood, that they are obviously trying to draw parallels. But, mm-hmm. like, Dean is an alcoholic. Yes. And they do nothing so with snobby. it. Yeah. And it's not just like us saying that. Like in the show, like Dean is told by like, I don't know, like at some point he they go to prison, I think. And like one of the people there are like, oh, Dean, you're like alcoholic. Prison? Are you talking? Are you talking about Sam interrupted? Like, are you talking? Are they? Are they in a prison or are they in a psych ward? Oh, yeah, you're right. They so are probably, probably in, in a Sam psych interrupted. Ward. Then, yeah, because I feel like that's yeah. not something that they would focus on too much in a prison. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I was thinking. I think of another episode where they are in a prison, which is already Folsom done. Prison that blues. was yeah. That's Folsom Prison Blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, they do acknowledge it there. I think the argument that like. Of course, Supernatural isn't, like, drawing one-to-one and doesn't, maybe doesn't, the writers don't think of this as that way, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think that is true, but also it does fall flat given that when they do have the opportunity to actually say something about the actual thing that it is when it is presented in the show, it's like either they say something just mind-boggling <laughs> and like bad terrible or they say absolutely nothing yeah and it's like well okay yeah great and i mean i think it is because like i don't they seem to act like alcoholism is is almost cool yeah in like, the show yeah. and also like but i feel like if like any other substance was around they yeah. would like be not good about because doesn't Kaya have like an addiction storyline and like that's pretty racist because she's like one of the only native characters there 
And like, oh yeah, I, I think feel like she they treat that as like an like a... actual, yeah, they treat that as an actual problem because they're like, oh, like substances like besides alcohol. alcohol are bad. Yeah. Like alcohol's fine and cool even. And like, I don't, yeah. I don't know about that one, you guys. I think that yeah. perhaps we should not like demonize specific substances. And then say that alcoholism, alcoholism is cool, but, you know, you do, you supernatural. Yeah. Or just that it's, like, a natural result of the hunter lifestyle and part of the aesthetic, I guess, is more what it is. And, like, whether the hunter lifestyle and aesthetic is cool depends on, like, the writer of the week. A part of it is just, like, specifically with the Dean alcoholism stuff is, like, they just want to do, like, a ooh moment. And then do nothing about it. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's part of the hunter lifestyle and that's why. But it's also like when they do acknowledge it as something that may be a problem, it's always mm. in the perspective of like, oh, wouldn't that be interesting if that was a problem? <laughs> and then just nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Supernatural. Again, a show where like so many writers are involved. Yeah. Uh, like you know messages are bound to get mixed up this one though i feel is more egregious than just yeah different writers up. have different feelings yeah yeah i think this is because it's so intentionally bad feelings <laughs> it's so intentionally in the plot of the episode you know mm-hmm. of the episode not just the, the season i mean it also, I don't. It also feels like uh, we still can't convince you logically that drinking demon blood yeah. is bad. So like, if Until we just, just like say to... it's the same thing as this real life thing that we think is bad, then finally you'll get it, won't you? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, like, here's the thing. Here's something that. I do not like about it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. towards the end of this episode, they lock Sam in that room. Yeah. To... Cold turkey detox, yeah. Yeah, to detox. And it is not portrayed as a they are trying to help a loved one. Yes, it is not at all. Because, again, like, why is the demon blood wrong? They can't answer that. And so what they did is, like, it's turning Sam, like uneasy and you know like it's affecting sam like his personality and his happiness and his inside you know you know stuff like that yeah, like and he's physically dependent on it in some way now and that yeah the physical dependence is what's causing those changes in him those negative changes and so like we need to get rid of the physical dependence so that he won't be like this anymore but it's not that it's that the demon blood is making him evil like i don't like you know later like when bobby is uh, and sam is like okay so what's the demon like problem whatever yeah what's the demon problem you are you're the demon problem it's not coming from a place of this is still sam Mm. and and that's the thing that like yeah they're basically treating him like he's possessed yeah do you like the show is framing it this way do you think Dean and Bobby think of it as like an addiction also? Um, I don't... Because I understand uh, treating him that way if they do not see it or understand it the way the show is trying to make us see it and understand it. Yes, we don't really get Dean's mindset after he sees Sam drink demon blood much, so... 
like I think all the dots are there if he wants to connect them. Yeah. I don't know what he thinks is going on. Sam almost faints trying to kill a demon while mm. not on demon blood. Yes. And like Dean can connect the dot that like it's making him stronger mm-hmm. and able to stop demons and stuff. However, like, does he even know that it also affects Sam, like, outside of that? I, th- like, no. putting Sam in that room and making him go cold turkey. Like, is there a part of Dean and Bobby where they just think, like, oh, he's just going to, like, lose the power? Are they, are they not aware that he's also going to go through, like, withdrawal? I feel like they're aware and so... Next episode? I don't... We'll find I don't out, know. I guess. We'll find out, but... I don't know, it's just... I don't know. I feel like the way they are trying to interface with it in the show and the way the characters of Dean and Bobby are Mm -hmm. meant to interface with it, I don't know if they're one and the same. And I suppose we'll figure it out next episode. I think it is fully possible that, like, they're like, yeah, Dean and Bobby do view it as addiction and this is oh, it's how fully they would react yeah. to it's fully possible. that situation. I'm just curious yeah. whether it is, like, the case. I'm, I'm inclined to believe that it's the case just because I have no trust or love for the supernatural writers, but yeah, we'll find out next Yeah, week. we'll find out. It's the morning now. I can't believe they waited until morning. Well, I suppose it depends on how long Sam was out. Sam is packing up his stuff, and Dean is just lounging around, casually brushing his teeth. Yeah, Sam's like, Dean, what? will you hurry up? And this, Dean is just, you know, laughing a little bit. Dean is like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny. What were you doing out anyway? And Sam was like, I was getting a Coke. And Dean goes, was it a refreshing Coke? Which one of them is a Pepsi guy? Interesting question. Cause, I think no, absolutely cause did, nobody. Wasn't there, wasn't there like a episode where one of them got the other one a, a soda of some sort? I thought it was a Pepsi. Sam threw it away, right? The full can of soda? Yes. I think so. <laughs> right, that was on episode 58. Okay, we don't okay, we don't say what type of soda it is. So maybe maybe That's it sad. was a Coca-Cola. I do find it amusing here that this is like if this was a more a, a situation where Dean was more averse to Jimmy going. Mm-hmm. He would probably be more suspicious of Sam, right? Yeah. But because he's amused, he's like, yeah, what was it? Yeah. And it's just fun, fun time. Mm-hmm. We enter a music video for The Rapture featuring Jimmy Novak. And he is just sitting at the bus looking out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, something about the coloring in this episode, too, makes it so music video coded. Uh, he is having flashbacks, and the flashbacks is he is chopping carrots or whatever. When he's suddenly there's radio peppers, but he is not moving the knife. He is definitely just chopping the same place over and over again. Love it. There's static in the radio. He goes up to it, and then suddenly, <laughs> Jimmy is in front of a pot of boiling water with his hand fully submerged in it. Oh yeah. He's, you know, he just looks like kind of amused, really. And then Amelia comes home, paper bag and everything. 
and she sees this and she drops her stuff and yeah jimmy's like no 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 no, it's okay look nothing is wrong like he asked me to do it and yeah he says castiel to prove my faith pretty crazy situation to be in for amelia yeah sorry amelia sorry amelia but also his hand was not burned yeah that's true like, i feel like at that point you're you start asking questions I mean, but, perhaps, but you could. I mean, it's a it's a stressful, scary situation. And then after she leaves, she probably tells herself she was imagining that the water was bubbling. Yeah, or he put like a bubbler in there. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a fun prank for his YouTube this channel. Is like, <laughs> yeah, this is his like Azura fail decades long magic trick. Uh plan all along exactly i do think it's fun that we don't hear Cass's voice through the radio like it's just static and whining but we just see jimmy's face understand it because like Mm. like we're not someone that Cass can talk to it's just for jimmy also i guess it'd be weird if Cass had a voice because like he doesn't have a body. Who's the voice? Yeah. Yeah, like his voice. He doesn't have Jimmy's voice box for it to go through. It's not like he has the same voice in Jimmy and Claire and the woman from 1912 or whatever. So, like, yeah. it does need to be, like, ambiguous. Is his Claire voice, like, similar to Claire's regular voice? Because his, like, cast voice in Jimmy's body is not Jimmy's regular voice. No, no, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there is some, like, semblance of inflection that is very cast. Like, there's a Mm. cadence and inflection and a voice that's, like, the way he gathers the sound, like, either from his chest you know or from his throat mm-hmm. or from his head or whatever people say about that uh-huh. um like he he gathers it from very like his diaphragm and it does change like if i suppose if he possesses a person who already speaks from the diaphragm it'll sound pretty much the same but mm-hmm. you know with claire like it sounds different and all that crap yeah. and yeah so but it's still like affected by the quality of what that kind of approach to speaking would sound like on that specific body so i do think it is nice that supernatural has gone the approach of ambiguity with demons in this i uh, with angels in this way like it's pretty fun in terms of like gender in the no 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 not or? gender no. The, the, like they know their limits as a show like we can't have the actual voice here because Whatever mm. we do, it's not going to be grand enough or realistic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's just have the static. The wings, whatever we show here is going to look stupid as fuck. So let's just do the mm-hmm. shadows. You know, stuff like that. We're in Lampala with Sam and Dean. And then Anna is here. <laughs> I was very excited Hello, to see her. I Does don't she show think up I remembered. episode or the next? I don't... I think this is the last one in this this, season. Yeah, this is her last season four. And then season five, she'll be back. Yeah, and then die, like, immediately. Then die, yeah. Sorry, Anna. I do find it fascinating that they bring her back here. 
And it is yeah. pretty much for exposition. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, they did not write good lines for Julie McNiven? Niven was her last name. They did not give her good lines. Dean you know, swerves at this surprise, and Anna's like, smooth. And he asks her, like, why didn't you just call ahead? And she says, I like the element of surprise, which is so fun. I love her. Like, she and Cass are such siblings, except, like, I think she's a lot more aware of, like, the power of drama and how to use it, whereas, like, Cass is just like that. I think maybe he's just like that because, like, Anna was his commander. And he saw Anna Anna, and he's just like, this is, like, how you're supposed to, like, act just naturally. Yeah. I do find it interesting that i think anna is like different in how she carries herself from her human days now that she's an angel Mm -hmm. with Cass, i was like well that's because that's a fellow angel so of course she's gonna Mm -hmm. act this way but like here it's sam and dean people she was she had conversations with and with dean relations with when she was human Mm -hmm. and yeah she is still like talking different not that different but like there is something there that you're like, oh, this is like an angel now. Yeah, there's an intensity behind her eyes and such. Yeah. Dean goes, well, you look terrific. And Anna just goes, um, yeah, not the most appropriate time, Dean. <laughs> so Slay! <funny>. Good <laughs> for her. She's so funny. Like, you want to fuck me so bad and also you can't shut up. She's upset that they let Jimmy get away. And she goes, Sam... You seem different. And Sam's like, oh, what, me? Like, did I get a haircut? What? Do you like my haircut? Did I dye my hair brown? What are you talking about? And I was like, no, I hate you so much. <laughs> no, it's something I also find funny. And I mean, it's completely irrelevant. But like, Anna was like, you let Jimmy get away. And Sam Dean says, talk to Jai normal there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so funny yeah i mean well, if your younger brother becomes taller than you you do have to spend every second of your life being bitter about it she's aware to some extent about the demon blood stuff but i still don't know that to is what fascinating extent. because like she knows i think that there is something demonic going on like maybe not blood directly but something i mean does she know that sam has demon blood like just fundamentally i think so because she was Cass's command well i guess it was a while ago actually yeah like did she hear that in the angel radio was that passed around yeah she probably would have heard that from angel radio because doesn't she like tell sam when she meets him like oh like the angels fucking hate your ass like she didn't elaborate but probably they were all going we hate his ass because of the demon blood there is a difference now than just from that to whatever it is. I do wonder how, what Cass knows already. I mean, we go back and forth with this, right? Like, does Cass mm. already know? Is he hiding it from Dean? And I am of yeah. the argument that he doesn't know. You kind of are also, but we, we both get, we both keep on getting swayed the other direction anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here I'm like, okay, but like, does Cass know? Cause like, he must know something at least, because Anna can see it like immediately, and so Cass mm-hmm. must also. 
Cats, well, I think, has spent more time with him. Yeah, I agree. as an angel, I mean, like Anna was human, mm-hmm. so didn't have the senses for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe we will find out again next episode. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So she's questioning them about Jimmy, and then tells them that it's Cass. He got sent home. Well, more like dragged back, which I think is like. One of the the clunkier dialogue writing choices this episode. She says that being dragged back to heaven is a bad thing. Painfully, awfully bad. And he must have seriously pissed someone off. Dean and I just have the conversation about how he, he wanted to tell me something important, but Jimmy doesn't know. And whatever it is, it's really big, so you gotta find out for sure. Yeah, Anna's like, you shouldn't have let him go in the first place. He's probably dead already, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, she really is here for no reason. Like, yeah. just she to, like, no add more stress purpose. to the search for Jimmy, but, like, they were already looking for him. Yeah. Like, like we already knew that it was important. Like, we got it. There is no character purpose for her being here, and there Why is, is there no plot purpose. Plot purpose. Yeah. yeah. Neither of those two. Maybe, like, the contract was just that, like, she had to be in a certain number of episodes and they were like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to put her in now. I mean, I'm happy to see her. I wish they'd just given her something. Anything. Because the last time we see her is on the head of a pin, right? And that is something. It's a lot of something, Steven. She had a purpose and a journey, like... She killed Uriel and said a line about how she, like, even if there's no god, there's a her. And now she's just, like, dropping into the Winchester's backseat, being like, please keep going on this mission. It's important. Like, what what is she doing on her own? What's What's her life like right now? Like, they don't even ask her anything. I mean, the the real reason why she's here is because this episode is 38 minutes long. And they cannot cut any scene further. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess the fact that she's aware that Cass is back up in heaven, like, is she in heaven? Is she still on the run, like, on Earth, and just listening in on Angel Radio? Like, what is she doing with her life? Literally, you can drop like one single line of like, "It's Cass. He got sent back home. I know because." Yeah, and it's like it would inform us something about her character, and it's still gonna be clunky as fuck because like this entire yeah. scene is just weird. But it's something. It's a reason yeah. for someone to be here doing this, and that someone being her specifically. You know? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy has ended up in his house in Pontiac, Illinois, and Claire's there. Hasn't grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been a year. A year is a which big I know deal you say child. is a big deal for a child, but I don't believe it. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. It's a it's a nice it's a nice scene aesthetically because it's snowed, so it's like white all around, and there's like these bushes and snow on like the bush tendrils and shit, so it looks like there's like white flowers surrounding him, and his nose is all pink. In the cold. Yeah. And yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Claire's just go- doing her homework. Amelia is like helping her or something. And Jimmy's just watching. And then we go to a flashback of Jimmy on a couch. 
and Amelia is standing in front of him saying like, take the pills. And Jimmy is like, well, I'm not sick. And I know it's hard to understand, but like the angel has spoken to me and you believe in God, don't you? Well, okay. Well, for, he says that he's spoken to him a dozen times yeah. by now. And that's like, like this is a very long process that Cass is courting this guy. Yeah. First, is that typical for angels? And secondly, how does that work with the timeline of him getting Dean out of hell and then immediately meeting back up with him in that barn? Well, he's large and contains multitudes. Yeah, I mean, maybe one aspect of him was courting Jimmy and another aspect of him was doing other shit. I believe that. But yeah, I am curious, like... I don't know, Zachariah, when he, like, comes onto Earth, he's very dismissive of his vessel. He's like, ugh, I don't want to be in one of these stinky things. So I feel like he's not the type to, like, do this. I do do find it fascinating, because, like, a year ago is what? What is a year ago? When are we now? Um, it's been almost a year, I think, if each supernatural season is a year. Is it? Dean came back September 19. This episode aired April 30. Are we supposed to take that as anything? It's snowing. Does it snow in April? Sometimes. I don't know what the weather in Illinois is like, but Chicago's there. Chicago snows. I don't know. In April? Snow usually ends after, like, March? February or March. But... Yeah, so it's not been... So I think it is safe to presume that... This is shorter than a year. So, like, right. one year ago, I think it was also, was it also snowing one year ago? I mean, it was snowing now. But if we are to assume that one year ago is when Jimmy went off, like, so Cass was already on Earth before Dean died? Well, I mean, Cass has been on Earth for, like, millions of years. He's been in Jimmy since before Dean died. Yeah, I guess so. Did he fucking take that body down to hell? What's going on, even? I don't know. I really don't know what the timeline is. I don't. Maybe he put Jimmy in standby in like a meat locker during his time in hell, and then he came back and got him. It is fascinating how that should work, given that well, here Jimmy wakes up and is himself. But I guess it's different if you're like putting the body on timeout versus you got expelled from it, which Cass did. Mm-hmm. But, well, anyway, he's saying, like, you believe in God, right? Why is it so hard for you to believe me then? Yeah, and Emilio says, Jimmy, you saw ad time on AM radio. It's very fun the way she delivers that. It's very Larry, I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say Jimmy should have been on DuckTales, but, like... If Mish Collins was on DuckTales, life would be so miserable. Yeah, life would truly be a hurricane do here people, in Duckburg. <laughs> do people even know what the whole DuckTales situation is about us? We're watching it because we want to fuck David Tennant. <laughs> well, we're not watching it. We're not watching it. We're flirting <laughs> with the idea of watching it, but we aren't watching it. Also, we're still boycotting Disney, right? We're still boycotting Disney. This is true. So, yeah. Oh God! Is, are we? Yeah, so that's just that's just like that's just going on the internet that that no. we want that we want to fuck David Tennant and that's why we're flirting with the idea of watching Ducktales, but we never will. 
Yeah, Jimmy's saying, he said it's special, it's Jimmy in my just blood. like Jimmy O'Young. <laughs> but yeah, what are you talking about? I just remembered the existence of Jimmy O'Young, <laughs> and I was like, that's another grown man who goes by Jimmy. I thought there weren't many people doing that. Yeah. Um, if you want to know why we're talking about Jimmy O'Young. <laughs> <laughs> do we? <laughs> do we want to do, do they want to know or do we want to fuck him is the question well I mean I don't like this is I, fully a gray <laughs> solo endeavor it was it was a choice I cause for a long time I was insulting Jimmy O'Young due to his participation in the movie Love Hard <laughs> and for some reason one day I was like you know what I'm going to decide to like this guy now and I do and Jimmy is saying, like, he's chosen me for a higher purpose, and it's God will. It's not our place to question it. Yeah, he says, this is a blessing. This is the most important thing that ever happened to me. And Amelia says, I thought we were the most important thing to ever happen to you. And he's just, you know, repeating Christian, like, fucking things people say. And, like, you have faith, God will provide, blah, 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 blah. But Amelia is saying, like, if you don't get help, if you don't take the pills, I'm going to take care away and, like, live with our mom. I do like Amelia as a character in this episode. I can't... I mean, I feel like they don't give her much to do. Yeah, she does feel like a real person. Even though they don't give her much to do and every time she's on screen, they've, like, placed, like, one or two tear tracks on her face. Like, she, she does feel like a real person. I really love... The way she lets um Jimmy back into, mm-hmm. well, the house. We'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, what happens now is Cass, oh no, Jimmy puts on the trench coat and, you know, is in his Cass attire. And then he stands outside and talks to the fucking heavens. And he's saying like, I want to help you, but I'm about to lose my family. Please let me know what to do. Please talk to me. What do you want from me? And then, yeah, there's this, like, whirlpool of light above him. And he's saying, like, yes, I understand. Promise me my family will be okay. And then, yes, I'll do it. Suddenly, bright light just beams down on him. Mm. And when the light dissipates, it's gas. It's gas, baby. And he lifts his hand, looks Mm. at it. Flexes it. It's great. Yeah, Thoughts about... I don't know, handprint, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, okay. No, that's Wait, it. okay, he <laughs> was? He was in Jimmy's body yeah, for the handprint to match then. Like, yeah. he took that guy to hell. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Like, his family was gonna be okay either way. What do you mean? Like, him doing this does not... Well, he's like, promise me that my family will be okay. Like, I don't want to lose them. But, like... Like, by agreeing to do this, he is losing, though. Like, this is the equivalent of Amelia no. taking Claire's to her mother's. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't just want to have his family be okay. He wants to do this, too. Yeah, because of God. He's just standing there, you know, looking at his hand, when suddenly Claire's in the back, and she's saying, like, I don't know, Dad? Cast turns around, and he reverse, like... Darth Vader's and goes, I am not your father. Slay. He honestly. does his head tilt first. Yeah, you're 
right. He does. Yeah. Does his head tilt? Yeah, and his like face is completely like dead. Like, just clearly does not recognize her and does not have any emotional attachment to her whatsoever. And I mean, this has got to suck for Claire so it so is much. So horrible. Cass talked to Jimmy dozens of times, and he's been on Earth for like millions of years. Like, he couldn't spare her this one bit of compassion. Like, he couldn't have just like. I don't tried something. So I, there's nothing that will really make this work. But like, I'm sure there's a better, a better expression and a better line to deliver before you disappear from her life forever. He should have been like, "Oh, honey, I'm just gonna get something in the store. Be right back." <laughs> and then just <laughs> <run> forever. <laughs> God, I mean, at least then, like, she'd have the same story and a support As, like, group everybody of like everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, like, she won't be like my father. My father just died, but I guess this is a blessing also because they did get the insurance. So, <laughs> well, now they're gonna have to give it back. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I don't know how that works. It's just it's just for the dramatic effect. But it's like I guess this is early cast. I guess the cast that we saw in four hundred one would do this. And this is pre-401 cast, so you know what? Yeah. Okay, I get it. That's just who he is right now. No cast. Sorry, Claire. Being Claire back in Future Supernatural, I still so think, good. I think I've said this before, I still think it's one of the best things they ever did yeah, in this Yeah, bringing show. Mary back and bringing Claire back yeah. were like yeah. the two writing decisions of all time. The bringing Mary back, I remember when it was, like when I first watched season 11 finale when it aired i was like what are they doing i mean season 12 was absolutely horrible for me (laughs) just because like it was miserable for me but like now looking back i'm like yeah because bringing mary back could have gone every single direction that it possibly could but i think the way they handled it in season 12 specifically is like no yeah this is great and then they refridged her but (laughs) they literally refridged her by jack also I, I think constantly about that one post that's like, the reason why they killed Mary using Jack is that you, the audience, wouldn't feel as betrayed by it. Huh. Because it's like, it's Jack. And so a lot of the focus is like, oh, but Jack. Can you? I'm going to tell you something completely crazy. And if okay. you already know it, then, well, whatever. If you don't, it's so funny. Okay. It, when, when Mary died, Cass went to heaven to try to get her back. Oh, but then then he he said she's happy there with John or whatever. And I remember. And then Sam and Dean were like, okay, just leave her there. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with this show? Many things, honestly, but good lord. We're back to the present, and Jimmy rings the doorbell. Mila comes out. There's no like surprise of happiness or whatever. She Mm. is so obviously just trying to control. The situation and the emotions that she's feeling. Mm. Which, this is what I mean when I say that, like, she feels like a real person. Because I yeah. feel like the, like, oh, Jimmy, like, fucking... Yeah, they save all that shit for Claire. In the fantasy supernatural world they live in, the wife would open the door and be like, oh my god, you know, like, yes. you're back. And it's, like, a happy thing. But here, Amelia is, like, like, obviously, like... This is, you know, her husband, who she loved. But, like, it's complicated. Right. She says, like, uh, we stopped looking for you. 
Jimmy's got his big ol' sad face, big ol' sad eyes on, and he says, I'm so sorry. And she says, you were dead. We we thought you were dead. Which, yeah, I mean, I think those were decently written lines. Like, this was, like, the state of the world as she knew it, and suddenly she has to be like, no, I guess that was a, a thought and not the truth. And he tells her, I'm okay. And they go and sit down in a room with the door slightly ajar. And Claire tries to come in, but Amelia sends her to her room and tells Jimmy that he can't see her or she doesn't know yet. Because, I mean, it's been almost a year and, like, you probably should have let Claire know that you were okay. Jimmy lies and says that he was in a psych clinic to try to, like, get his head on straight before he saw them again. And Amelia's, you know, not really having it because he didn't call. Jimmy, like, apologizes again and says that, like, the situation now is that he is aware that he was previously confused and delusional and thought that God was calling him to something that was important, but he was wrong. And heaven, hell, none of that matters. The only thing that's important to me is you and Claire. And I can't undo what I've done, but I just want to come home again. I want to bring up something. I I felt things. It was something. I want to bring up something, which is... Uh-huh. Our iconic, wonderful email we received <laughs> where <laughs> uh, somebody yeah. went, I think this guy's gay or something. <laughs> I was thinking about it this episode. Not that I think Jimmy's gay or something. It's just that Jimmy accepting Cass into his life yeah. in the first place and wanting to leave his there family be behind. Something. <laughs> there was something unsatisfying in his life. Yes. That he was like... And this will satisfy it. I don't know. I think Jimmy's straight or something. <laughs> but like, yeah. so it got me thinking like, okay, so like when straight people are unsatisfied with their life, what do they do? <laughs> like you just can't have a gay revelation if you're straight. What do you do? <laughs> Honestly, since you, what do they do? I guess they get possessed <laughs> they get by possessed a gay angel. Angels. Do the reverse of whatever happens in the Untamed. I have no idea. What isn't that there is. like? Isn't there a character? Is that a in Chinese show? It's like yeah, I haven't seen it, but like, isn't there like a re like a guy who's like a reincarnation or something, and like he's gay because like the guy who had the body that he's in now, like before him, was gay, even though like he isn't actually gay. He now is gay because of the body. <laughs> Love that. That's literally Jimmy right now. Exactly. Yeah. He's gay by proxy. But yeah, I don't know. He was probably just unsatisfied with um selling ad time for AM radio. Yeah. That's so but sad. Maybe there was something else. Like, imagine, like, you're unsatisfied with your life and you just can't have a gay affair to fix it. It would be so miserable. <laughs> yeah. Thank God yeah. I can have all the gay affairs I want and they'll yeah. fix everything every time. Exactly. Amelia is still, you know, uncomfortable with Jimmy being here and like them going back to the way it was. And Jimmy says, well, I mean, why don't we start with something you're more comfortable with? Something smaller, like dinner? 
I am surprised that, like, when Cass was like, I need to possess you, like, Jimmy wasn't like, can I have a second to say goodbye? Like, was Cass like, if it's gonna happen, it's gotta happen now, dude? Like, I mean, maybe he didn't, he that? wasn't aware that it was gonna be so long. That's true. Because later when, like, Cass repossesses Jimmy, he tells him, like, I, like, want to make it clear that, like, you'll never die and this will go on forever and et cetera, et cetera, which does imply that he did not tell him that the first time. I guess Cass just did a pretty bad job at informed consent. So we have a brief scene in a gas station where Dean's outside and Sam's in, like, a convenience store or something on the phone to Ruby, who's not picking up, and he just says, Where the hell are you, Ruby? This isn't funny anymore. I'm all out. Stop whatever you're doing. Call me. I need more. Which is, you know, just the continuation of their thing. There's not much else. Later, he drinks a different demon's blood. But, like, currently he could still do that. So I guess this is sort of to establish that, like, he's, like, physically dependent on demon blood, but also, like, psychologically, like, is used to it just being rubies. Yeah. So, like, he hasn't sought it out from other sources yet, just because, like, something about the, the situations in which he drinks the demon blood has made it so that that's, like, something he's loath to do unless it's necessary. Oh, Sam. Back at Jimmy's house, Claire goes up to him and says hi, and she's, like, being a shy and cute daughter figure, and he hugs her, and he's getting all teary, and then Amelia comes in with the world's worst meal of all time, (laughs) which is three sandwiches. And glasses of milk, I think. Everyone has, like, a glass of milk. <laughs> Which, Good I Lord. mean, people can eat whatever they want, yeah. and I think it's I probably mostly a money issue because how, yeah. like, they don't have his income. But, like, yeah. I mean, I would I would not enjoy having sandwiches for dinner. Yeah. But, I mean, she does point out that, like... This better be okay, because it's all we have. So, I think it. the point is, like, uh, after you left, things went downhill. Get, like, there. Look, we have sandwiches yeah. for dinner now. Yeah. yeah. Full glass of and... milk, though. <laughs> well, they're, they're getting that calcium in. That's true. I, just, I would not pair a sandwich with a glass of milk, but I know that other people do this, and this was also, like, a staple of, like school lunches in the u.s for me for yeah. many years they would always give really? you milk milk yeah yeah but i don't you think can i get can chocolate drink milk. i don't think i can drink a full glass of milk like that maybe like it if like it's another kind carton. of milk soy milk i love so i'll probably yeah, drink that you're, they had absolutely no accommodations for lactose intolerance <laughs> Yeah, you shit yourself or you go hungry. (laughs) They all sit down and Jimmy's still smiling and tearing up and saying that this is perfect. And he gets to sit back at the fucking head of the table. I knew 
isn't that crazy? I mean, there's three of them. So there's someone's gonna be in there. But also, it could be like Jimmy and Amelia are like on one side. Claire's yeah. on the other side. Yeah, that would be the like thing that I would assume someone would do. But no. Claire, who is so normal about all of this, which is sad. I'm sad that she's not she's a like, character. Yeah, she's not yet. She's like definitely old enough to have complex feelings about her dad leaving the yeah, way he fucking like 12, did. I and think. then being presumed dead and then coming. I think she's meant to be eight or something. That's not true. Well, okay. How she's like a minor in season 10 at least. But oh wait, God, how old is right. she in season 10? Well, but okay, but that's like oh, six no, no, years no. later. So she could be like 11. She but, could like, be 12. How old is she 11, in yeah. season 10? I think she's like, like 17 there or 18 or whatever. Okay, she's probably, yeah, I feel like her vibe is that she's around 16 in season 10. So, so she I must be like, like 10, 9, 10 11. Now. Yeah, alright. So yeah, definitely, and even if you're younger than that, definitely old enough to have complex feelings about your dad being presumed dead after he told you that he wasn't your dad. Yeah. And then like just coming back out of nowhere, but... Like she doesn't like, like a four-year-old would have complex feelings or, like, about that. Cry or do anything. She's just like, I'm here to be cute. But yeah, yeah whatever. So she asks, "Daddy, aren't you going to say grace?" Jimmy's face scrunches up, and he's trying to hold back tears. And he goes, "No, honey, I don't think I am." And Claire asks, why are you crying? And he says, because I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. And then the door rings. And it's their neighbor, Roger, who's like, oh my god, oh my it's god. Roger Roy. <laughs> it's Jimmy and Roger <laughs> what Do you even this? know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's Jimmy's brother's name. Jimmy O'Yahoo. Jim- Oh, his brother's name is Roger? Yeah. And then he changed it God, to Roy, so his full name not, is Roger Roy. Not a good job with naming these parents. I he mean, has a, he, a fine name, but, like, I, it's also a verb that is very silly, so... <laughs> I mean, he, this is, like, a part of his stand-up bit, so he also thought it was funny. Right, you've seen enough... How much of his stand-up have you seen... I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, so Roger comes in and he's all like, oh my god, like, did sh- did I just see Jimmy come in? And Amelia's like, yeah, but like, now is not a good time. Um, But Jimmy comes he in. He was like, I absolutely the guff, yeah. Yeah, because apparently they, they're best friends. And like... They're all, like, affectionate and stuff, and Roger keeps asking, like, hey, what happened? And Jimmy's like, long story, but it's over. And Roger asks to talk to Jimmy alone, and then asks again what happened, and Jimmy's again like, worst year of my life, and you wouldn't believe a word of it, but it's all okay now. And Roger goes, actually, it is not, because I'm going to gut your daughter while you watch. And his eyes turn black and demon-y. Love it. And Jimmy 
hits him over the head as Amelia's coming back into the room and she's shocked at all this because, yeah, she thinks that he just did not get better. And he's shouting, like, he's a demon, run, and Amelia keeps yelling at him to stop. Jamie's just pounding this guy's head in with, like, a fucking metal object. And then he pushes Amelia and Claire into a fucking room with stuff in it. (laughs) Well, a room with stuff in it. Jimmy is, like, looking for the salt. He puts the salt down and everything. This is, like, a road salt. Wow, look, I'm learning from this show. I'm learning from this podcast. They have a lot of salt because they're using it for the snow. And he's saying, like, don't cross this land, blah, blah, blah. And Amelia is trying very hard to get out of Jamie's car. Like, this is, like, a very, like, chaotic situation where everyone is trying to make someone else do something. Yeah. And eventually, Claire manages to get out of the room. And then, like, you know, Jamie trying to make Amelia stay, but eventually does follow Claire. And Roger Uh, is holding Claire now. say that, like... I feel like in this episode where there's very little compassion shown to Sam for, like, his, like, addiction parallel thing, there's also not a lot of compassion shown to Jimmy from Amelia in the situation that she thinks he's in. And I I understand that it's mostly because there's, like, a kid in the picture, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. Like, if, like, this was an actual mental health thing, like... Sorry that you would not have had the support you needed from your family. Roger, holding Claire, he was like, Hey pal, told you I got the bitch. Eh, yeah. Yeah, Claire gets called a bitch like twice this episode. Demons love I don't know, just to demons love to be misogynistic. Yeah. As soon as they can potentially kill a girl or a woman, they're like, hell yeah, it's time to bring out the word. Amelia, it's sinking into Amelia that like this is all real. Yeah, Jimmy gets attacked by Roger's wife. Amelia sees the black eyes and everything. But then suddenly Dean appears slits Roger's well, Before throat. Dean appears, she, like, Lamelia fucking jumps on Mrs. Roger's back, which is oh, great. Oh, yeah! Fun stuff! Like, I'm glad that she immediately, like, gets into it. The wife gets attacked by Sam. He tries to exercise her, I think, but it doesn't work. He, like, starts, like, trying to, about to faint, whatever. At some point, she goes, can't get it up, can you, Sam? Which is, there's been, like, sexual, like, yeah. things regarding Sam and his powers before, like, with Alistair and Death Takes a Holiday, doesn't he say something about, like, how it's, oh, you can't do this when you're out of your body, but in a way that's, like, vaguely sexual, too. So, like, they are doing a bit of, like, a demon blood equals Viagra thing here, I suppose. <laughs> Which... I guess the I mean, not probably not Viagra, but like, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's more about like virility or something. Yeah, I think it's to go with like what they're trying to say this season about how like drinking demon blood is mostly like an ego thing for Sam. Yeah, which I disagree with strongly, but it is something that they do try to say at points. Yeah, Dean stabs the guy. Well, stabs the woman. 
Well, oh no no no! She, she she escapes. She leaves. Yeah, she leaves. Pro- presumably she comes back to later. go into Amelia. It's fun to see Jimmy, Claire, and Amelia all in the backseat of the Impala. Like, have we ever had that many people in that car before? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think we will ever get a lot of people in the car again. Well, well at some point, uh, Dean drives Crowley and Cass and makes them both seat at the backseat. Love it. I mean... Is there ever there I'm assuming there's like team free will like everyone drives together. Oh my god, yeah, when Jack kills that guy, Cass is in the backseat with him going, That's not even that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love Super Natural. <laughs> and it literally god wasn't bless. even that bad. <laughs> <laughs> everyone here is a serial killer, Jack. You don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> True. Welcome to the family. You've passed the test. They end up in some parking garage. Amelia and Claire are in the car so that Jimmy and Dean can talk solo. Jimmy and Sam and Dean can talk solo. Jimmy has a little scratch on his cheek, which looks real cute. He's telling Dean that, you know, you guys were right. And, like, I don't know anything, like, about what Cass was thinking. But... Sam and Dean are both like, that will not matter to them. And then Sam says, you're still a vessel, so that is also a thing. Dean says, which means vivisection if they're feeling generous. And then later has the audacity to tell Sam, like, you're being too harsh. Sam reiterates the putting your family in danger thing. And Jimmy asks for how long. And Sam starts getting kind of pissed at him and he goes don't you get it forever the demons will never stop you can never be with your family so you either get as far as away from the, far away from them as possible or you put a bullet in your head and that's how you keep your family safe but there's no getting out and there's no going home slay god so bless fine. i love this guy it is, it is, it's another, again, another continuation of 419. And, yeah. like, I like it. I like it. I like that Sam's in a place now where, I mean, it's about, like, resenting, like, someone having the audacity to be innocent and have hope because, like, he's, like, in yeah. this place where he's, like, I've resigned myself entirely to, like, how the apocalypse is happening and how my only goal in life is to kill Lilith, and I am not but a killing machine. And if, and sometimes I don't want to deal with that, but, like, if I can't deal with that, I may as well kill myself, so you guys may as well kill yourself, too. Like, oh, Sam. (laughs) Does, things don't really look up for him in season five. He does go into that giant pit. Exactly. When do things look up for Sam? Um, season eight, Dean and Cass get. And then Sam Dean comes back and says, How dare you have things look up for you? He tells Dean, who objects to being this mean, that he's just telling him the truth because someone has to. Jimmy and Amelia have this final goodbye, which I feel like I would have been touched by if I didn't know already that she was possessed she's by a, a demon. demon. Yeah. But I don't, I feel like this isn't too dissimilar from what real Amelia would be like. I think maybe she's being a little nicer than real Amelia. I'm not sure. 
She says, like, so I owe you a giant apology. And she says that she will never forgive herself for letting him walk out that door. And Jimmy's like, you did what any rational person would have done. I mean, I thought I was crazy half the time. Which is, like, okay, so, like, if someone has, like, delusions from mental illness, it means that you are justified in abandoning them, but if it's, like, for realsies an angel, <laughs> then you're sorry. <laughs> like, well, this is what they are saying on the TV show Supernatural. Well, I mean, I guess it's that he wouldn't wouldn't take the pills. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It is a little more complex than than that, but it is just, like... He does say, like, hell, I thought I was crazy half the time, which is, like, if it was mental illness, you would have been justified, which is an odd take to have. Yeah. She asks if they can go home... And Jimmy's like, Sam and Dean are going to steal a car for you and take Claire to some family friends. And she asks about him and he says, like, no, like, we have to split up, even though she does not want this to happen. And when she asks for how long, he says, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Not a particularly powerful callback, but I think it's, yeah, it's something. Yeah, I think it's something, too. Amelia says, we're a family. He just says, like, no, you gotta leave to not die. Uh, As they all head out, Jimmy says goodbye to Claire by, like, holding her and then, like, doing the forehead touch thing, which is very sweet. And then he says, hey, take care of your mom, okay, bub? Which I guess gender equality is when the daughter also gets unnecessary <laughs> stress about taking care of their adult mom when you leave your family. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. What is, what's the point of that? Like, why do people say that? Like, is it just to give them something to focus on besides your absence? Yeah, I suppose so. I think part of it also is like, well, the mom is automatically going to take care of the child. Uh-huh. But like having, telling the child that is like, it's it's kind of like telling them to like be good, you know? Okay. It's like, sure. Oh, don't give your mom like anything to stress time. about and stuff like that. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Jimmy and Sam and Dean drive off, and Claire asks, why is he leaving again? And then Amelia slaps her in the face, and her eyes turn black, and she goes, because it's just not my day, is it? You little bitch. Sorry, Claire. Sorry, Claire. I mean, I, too, would want to kill Cass about this. <laughs> Sam and Dean driving. Jimmy in the back. And, yeah, this Dean is asking Sam, like, okay, so what the fuck happened back there? Like, you were about to collapse. And, like, you killed Alistair the other day. Why is this so difficult for you? Sam is evading the question until his cell phone rings and... It's Amelia. Wait, 
So he I has. I mean, wait, does it matter what Dean says? I I know it's me saying that it matters what Dean says, but I do think that like it's interesting to like look at Dean's attitude here versus like where it gets by the end of the episode because I do not know what his journey is, but like. Right now, like, Dean specifically, he's saying, like, I'm not trying to pick a fight here, okay? You're just scaring me. Like, he is trying to make it clear that this conversation is not one where he'll, like, blame Sam or yell at him for anything. Like, he's just asking after him, like, because he's concerned about his health or whatever. And, like, he is trying to be nice here, and he has, like, for a few episodes, been, like... I'm like, you can keep your secrets or whatever. Like, I'm not trying anymore. And, like, that's not really from a place of niceness. That's just from a place of jadedness. But this one does seem to be from a place of, like, trying to, like, just get past this in their relationship and focus on Sam's well-being. So, like, like, it's just, like, discovering that the act that, like, Sam's missing out on that's causing this is drinking demon blood that, like, disgusts him so much that he does this, like, total 180. Yeah, I suppose That sucks. That sucks. Sorry, Sam. The phone calls from Amelia. Jimmy answers it, and well, he's discovered the happenings. They go back to the warehouse? Is it the warehouse? Or it's just a warehouse. Yeah, uh, some kind of warehouse. <laughs> so many warehouses in this area. But, you know, Sam and Dean are there. They were saying, like, they have a plan. But, yeah, I mean, they never say what it is. Because the next time we see them, they just are caught. And Sam's like, great plan, Dean. And I thought that they were, it was like a That's fake like out. That's like an no. Yeah, yeah. No, they literally, they had a plan, and then they didn't. It failed Good so bad. Good for them. Yeah, and, you know, they're saying they had a plan, and Jimmy goes in, he starts screaming at this guy. He'll, yeah, he doesn't go in, he's, like, outside having a yeah. moment before he goes in. I mean, it's nice, because it does look very much like the, Cass, what should I do? I'm about to lose my family here. Earlier. Except now he's like, you're horrible, and you promise, and you didn't take care of them. Yeah. And I gave you everything Misha you asked Collins me to give. Misha inability he's to do actor. fight scenes also extends to Jimmy's weak-ass little air punch when he's, like, trying to be like, I'm so mad and upset, and then he gives, like, the world's worst air punch to emphasize it. So true. And, Yeah. When nobody, nothing happens, nobody answers, Jimmy just walks into the warehouse, and there it is, Amelia, standing next to Claire, who is tied to a chair. He's saying, like, you can take me, whatever, just please leave my daughter and my wife alone. The demon is like, wow, you should have gone alone, you know? And Jimmy's like, I am, and then Sam and Dean are being dragged in a way that makes it seem like it's a fake out, except it's not. Amelia shoots... Jimmy in the stomach and then tells her demon companion to go shoot Claire. Except before Claire can be killed, she gets possessed by Cass. How long do you think she's been possessed by Cass? I assume she she was sort of waiting. (laughs) Or I guess he was sort of waiting. I don't know. 
I well, okay. I guess it would have been right after the prayer, so there hasn't been that long. What's a prayer? Jimmy's prayer to Cass. Oh, okay. I thought this was like an immediate thing. Like Claire had to consent, and she's yeah. fairly passed out now. So oh, okay. Was, so it was should be earlier. Like, but also, maybe, like, yeah, why maybe, would she pass also, out? Like, as a fake-out thing? But also, like, Cass only came because he heard Jimmy's prayer to him. So it had to have been... Maybe it was, like, right in that moment, like, as the as like the gunshot woke Claire up, and then Cass was like, hey, like, can I come in to, like, save everyone's life? And she was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it was right then. I don't know. There's a fight scene. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Castiel and Claire's body is burning away. I think demon after demon, or was it just one demon? I think he gets two of them. Sam and Dean are also fighting their own demons. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sam specifically is like holding down a demon and then nicks her throat just a little bit. Uh-huh. And then just stares at the blood dripping down. And then leans down yeah. and goes to town on that thing. And then Sam lifts his head. He has blood all over his face. Hell yeah, he turns. He turns around. And the shot of Cass and Dean just staring Sam down, I found absolutely hilarious, honestly. Yeah, they are both looking at him like the homophobic dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sam stabs the demon whose blood he drank oh, yeah. with the knife. I did Murdering find that so the vessel. Because, even like, though drinking the blood gave him the boost he needed to, to be able to it. exercise the demon from Amelia to leave her alive. But he still murdered the vessel of this Pretty. demon. <laughs> Like, it's a show, too. Like, the the demon stab is... The stab is, like, intense. He, like, gears up for it, you know? So it's not yeah. like a self-defense anything. The demon is down. It seems like just an, like an automatic response to, like, Oh, God, they're looking at me. Oh, God, I just did that in front of them. I was, like, so in need of blood that I was not thinking... Let me get rid of the evidence real fast, Stab. No, that didn't work. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's not thinking very rationally, but it does annoy me, the supernatural stance on vessels. Um, Sam turns around. Amelia is there, about to attack Dean and Cass. But he gets her. Cass, yeah. in Claire's body, goes up to Jimmy. He's saying, We're grateful for what you've done. We keep our promises. You served us well. Your work is done. It is fascinating that all of it is we and our. Yeah. Yeah. He got reprogrammed. He got fucking reprogrammed, baby. Sorry, Cass. I do think it's still very... I I think it's very nice that he came back when he heard Jimmy's prayer. Like, yeah. even at his most, like, brainwashed, you don't serve man... He does come back and he says it is because he's grateful to Jimmy and, like, does want to help his family. I don't, like, what What are, like, the typical angel guidelines about that? Well, I mean, to be fair, like, he promised. Yeah. <laughs> he did he really promise. Prom but, like, what, a, what an angel typically promise? 
Like, what we do don't mean? really hear much about other Angel Vessel relationships so far. I'm assuming we'll get mm. into it a bit later. Like, with Benjamin? Is that? No. Who's the? No, not Benjamin. Who's the the one who's friends with his vessel in Lily Sunder? But oh, then, like, I think it is they're Benjamin. They're dead at the beginning. Okay. Maybe. So, like, that's something. But, like, I, I would assume that both Zachariah and Uriel are quite dismissive of their vessels. I, they wouldn't do this whole courtship, and they probably wouldn't do this promising anything about the family thing. So, like, I think it is still a Cass-specific trait that he cares, that he would promise in the first place, and that he would follow through. Yeah. Ah, Jimmy is just saying, like, no, no, Claire. Yeah, and Cass says, she's with me, she's chosen. It's in her blood as it was in yours. So he says that, like, basically, Jimmy, don't worry, you served us well, so now you're gonna die and go to heaven. You can heal people, Cass. <laughs> like, what is this? Jimmy says, no, just take me, like, leave Claire alone. And Cass says, I want to make sure you won't die or age. If this last year was painful for you, picture a hundred, a thousand more like it. He was gonna keep Jimmy for keeps. He was like, this is gonna be my forever vessel. Yeah. But, yeah. Jimmy was like, doesn't matter. Just take me. Cass transfers his vessel from Claire's body to Jimmy's body. And, like, the moment he leaves Claire's body, like, Claire, like, doubles down, kind of. And Jimmy mm. is just Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy is just Cass. Doesn't care at all that this kid is, like, on the floor. Yeah. Mm. Truly something. Honestly. Did we say that Cass told him, like, it's time to go home now, your real home? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a it's a nice wrap-up of the Jimmy, you can never go home again, like, motif that they've had throughout the episode. Yeah. Very and I do one. wonder how much... Yeah. I do wonder how much he believes... That, like, does he currently think that, like, a person's life on Earth is just a small, insignificant part of, like, that soul's eternity or whatever? Like, does he think that heaven's, like, a cool, fun place to be? I mean, he is also just not there frequently. It's like when you're like, oh my god, this place is magnificent, and you spend, like, two days there, and you're like, oh... It's not that good, actually. Yeah. Cass is, like, going to heaven. It's, like, those people who, like, go to their parents' house for, like, I don't know, at the holidays. Yeah. And they're, yeah. like, we can only spend, like, 48 hours before we start fighting. Like, that's Cass. <laughs> yeah, that is how it is. Um. Yeah, moves away. Starts walking away. And Dean is watching all this happen. And he says... Hey, Cass, um, what were you going to tell me? And Cass, who is walking away at this point, turns around, looks at Dean, and he says, I learned my lesson while I was away, Dean. I serve heaven. I don't serve man. And I certainly don't serve you. <laughs> Slay! <laughs> I love you, Castiel. Oh, Castiel. And if... God was good, the episode would end there, but unfortunate, terrible, unfortunately terrible things are gonna happen to Sam. 
So, we're back in the Impala, and Dean's just silent, looking forward, jaw set. I guess at some point, he called Bobby and set up this plan, and is now just carrying it through. And Sam goes like, alright, let's hear it. Drop the bomb, man. You saw what I did. Come on, stop the car. Take a swing. Which is just so horrible that the Winchester's relationship is such that Sam just expects physical violence from Dean. Like, just whenevs, just when he's mad about certain things. Like, this sucks. This sucks. Dean says he's not going to, so Sam tells him to scream and chew him out. And Dean says, I'm not mad, Sam. And Sam's like, what? Huh? Sam's like, well, are you disappointed at least? (laughs) And Dean's like, no, man. Not even that. Yeah, Sam says, look, at least let me explain myself. And Dean goes, don't. I don't care. Is this... This is similar to Metamorphosis, right? Doesn't Sam also say, like, can I please explain myself? And Dean's like, no. Who give a shit, yeah. Yeah. Quite terrible that he just... I mean, we know that he doesn't trust Sam or trust his judgment. Like, we saw that in 418 with him just assuming that he was going to sleep with Lilith with no other explanations. And, like just looking at Chuck only while Sam is like, that's crazy and I wouldn't do that. But, I don't know. It is a sad thing to see. Like, he just does not care about Sam, like, as a person really anymore. He's just a problem to solve to him. I guess it's always sort of been like that. But now is a lot worse than usual. And that must suck for Sam, too. Because, like, like, Sam, who, like, this season we've seen as, like, like we're supposed to be like, oh, like, Sam doesn't care about anything. Sam's just drinking blood and being so revenge-driven. But, like, the fact that he's still trying to have this conversation, like, the, like, just punch me is a way for him, like, is a way he thinks that they can try to repair their relationship. Let me explain is also, like, a... Like, uh, like we haven't given up on each other. Like, what you think of me still matters to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, it should have... The same should be, like, the case vice versa. Like, let's do something. And Dean's just like, you are not a person to me. I am locking you in a room. This sucks. Yeah. The thing is, like, there are many... Like, I also kind of understand the... Okay. Assuming mm-hmm. we are in a universe where... Drinking demon blood is just fundamentally bad, right? Sure, yeah. Um, which is how the how the supernatural interface. Yeah, right? which is the world of supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Um, I understand where Dean is coming from. I understand mm. because, like, like Sam was hiding things from him, and was lying to him, and all that crap, and that does like this is like I can't emphasize enough. They're constantly together and to just mm-hmm. constantly be with a person who you know is lying to you and is actually lying to you and thinks you are so stupid that this is just fine and that 
doesn't matter and you probably can be tricked into thinking you're not being lied to. Like, I understand why Dean's attitude for, as you've said, like, the last couple episodes is just like, whatever, just do what you ever want and what to do. Like, I just won't bother myself with trying to talk to you anymore or trying to maintain a relationship with you where we talk to each other. Just because you Mm. won't engage, you won't do it. But the thing is, like, the reason why Sam won't do that is because of prior experience of what happens. He does try. And, like, I'm thinking about in season Mm. one where he doesn't tell Dean until it is truly essential that he has been seeing prophecies. Season one, Dean, would he think that was evil, like, automatically? I don't remember i don't think so yeah exactly but sam already felt inclined to hide it Mm -hmm. and i don't know i do wonder what was it from their childhood or whatever where sam was like no i'm just going to hide these things from like that ending and like I think Wasn't a part of it is just that where like John was gonna shoot Sam or something. I do not give a shit about the comics if I'm being <laughs> honest. Like I do not think of those as like real or anything. Yeah. But I think part of it is just growing up in that kind of environment where you share everything with each other. You will be forced to lie and you will be forced to hide things. And like Sam seems to be like, well, Sam is smart and knows that like information is power you know (laughs) and so we'll just hide things just because whatever whatever and i think dean understands that and understands that that's what sam is doing and feels and that this is what i mean that it's like if we are going to follow it with the logic that supernatural is trying to make it as right like Mm. sam not telling dean stuff like i understand why this happens and Dean is just like, let's just not talk about it. Because every other single time that they've been like, let's talk about it. It's not like it solved anything. Sam won't mm. talk about it. And Dean, when it was talked about, won't react in any way useful. And what really like cemented this idea for me is like, the like just punch me, like just throw a punch. Because it's like, yeah, at least that is like, an effective way to communicate it like i did not like i'm sorry right like i know Mm. this is usually the approach that sam girls take but i did not see that as like oh dean like i'm so used to dean hurting me or whatever i don't know i feel like in metamorphosis for example like they were able to move past that like they do talk about it but like in a way i think sam interpreted it as like well, Dean got his anger out, and then I said my piece, and then we're done. And there, I think there is an aspect, to, like Sam saying, like, Dean, like, just throw a punch, whatever. It's like throwing it under the rug. Like, at least if a punch is thrown, then we are following the script of, like, someone is angry, and someone is hurt, mm. and, like, whatever, whatever. But... I don't want to... Like, there are times... No, I, I get what you mean. Like, at least for Sam, he's like, this is a preferable route to go. Yeah. Then, because, like, like what, we're going to talk it out? fight and then what? Than talk about it. Like, yeah. Sam is not planning to stop. So, like, pl- talking about it, it's not going to do anything. 
And Dean's just gonna keep on being angry. At least here's a visible sign of it. As someone who has been on like Sam's side of the story, I do like think of this as more of a manipulation tactic than like mm. like uh like woe is me situation where I am supposed to feel bad for Sam. Like as someone who has been in the thought process Sam has been in, it's like Yeah. Yeah. Like like the thing about Sam is like throughout the show uh, throughout the season, we are told that like this is like an ego kick for Sam, and I don't think it's fully an ego kick for Sam. The reason why he's drinking the demon blood, but a part of it is. It really is, and mm. I think this follows in that too. It's like okay, throw a punch. Okay, well, but it's not like I'm gonna stop because it is making yeah. me better. And yeah, there's no absolutely no communication happening, mm-hmm. and. Like, even if Dean punches him, there's not going to be any communication happening. Like, that punch will not communicate anything meaningful. I think part of what I'm trying to say here is that um, thinking that Sam did everything right in this situation is also, in a way, disparaging of his character. Because when you are in a situation as terrible as this, you will do things wrong because the situation will push you to do those things, just like how... Like, everything that Sam is doing right now is a situation he has been pushed to. That doesn't make Sam not the victim or not deserving of sympathy or anything. It's just that people in complicated situations will do complicated decisions. And I don't want it to seem like it's a matter of, like, oh, but Sam was entirely good and entirely right in everything he did. So... Dean shouldn't have treated him like this. Like, Sam was acting sketchy and being egotistic and ignoring red flags left and right from Ruby, from everything. And, like, you know, purposefully moving goalposts on what it means and what his actions are for and everything. But even if he wasn't perfectly in the right, he still shouldn't have been treated this way. But it also doesn't mean that like, everything that he did was correct. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. Right. So, Dean tells him, like, don't explain yourself. I don't care. What do you want me to say that I'm disappointed? Yeah, I am. But mostly, I'm just tired. I'm done. I am just done. And then, Sam gets a call from Bobby, who tells him, like, hey, you guys should come to my place as soon as possible because the apocalypse is happening. Sam does. They go inside towards the panic room. Bobby tells Sam, hey, go inside. I want to show you something. And Sam walks in, but Dean and Bobby do not follow. And Sam asks, so what's the big demon problem? And Bobby says, you are. This is for your own good. And then he and Dean in unison shut the door, lock it. Sam is confused, going, hey, like, what's happening, guys? And then there's, like, this little window where you can, like, see out of a little bit like, where Sam's standing by, like, asking, hey, what the fuck is up? And Bobby covers it up. 
And then we hear Sam going like, this isn't funny. Guys, hey, guys. And like, I think like yeah. punching the door a bit or hitting the walls, something. And then the episode ends. Well, yeah. that sucked. That that well, happened. Mm, what do we think about this episode? I, yeah, I mean, it's like decent, I think. Like, I wish Misha Collins was a better actor. I do think the Jimmy story is good. I will say that. There's a reason why this episode is beloved. And mm. I think the Jimmy backstory, it's good. I mean, it informs us a bit about Cass. And also, it's just... I mean, Supernatural is not necessarily filled with episodes that are important. But... Mm. You kind of can grasp which episodes are going to be important and which are not going to be, right? This one appears to be an important episode, but not really. Well, at least the um, Jimmy part. Like, I I appreciated that the like cast being taken and then Jimmy and blah blah blah. It doesn't really progress the plot, but it's you know, it's to tell the story. It's character. It's just, it's to tell a character's story, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I thought Amelia was pretty great. I enjoyed yeah. seeing her. Um, See yeah. you in a couple seasons, Claire. Uh, yeah. Um, I did start crying at the Sam bit at the end, which I feel like is the first time I've cried for a Supernatural episode in a while, but it was mostly just, like, an anger and frustration cry. So yeah. I feel like that impedes my ability to enjoy the episode in retrospect. Yeah, especially it's the last scene. Like, Yeah, it is the this last how they, scene. They want the episode to end with this taste in your mouth. Yeah. Which is truly Not a choice. A well, uh, are we spreading those sheets? We are. No, 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 best line, worst line. I like that when Cass starts speaking to Jimmy, he uses our, I like that. I mean, I pointed it out earlier, but yeah, yeah, that guy got rebooted. He sure did. I was also gonna go with, like, that line, so. Slay. I, I guess that's all of them. Yeah. Worst line. Um, worst line. I did find the, my name is Jimmy Novak. <laughs> I'm from Pontiac, <laughs> Illinois. So corny. Like, shut it the is fuck pretty up. corny. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that Anna's lines were pretty wooden. God, I, I completely forgot about that, which I think s- speaks to how terrible yeah. they were. Yeah, so, I don't know, when she's, like, I don't know, like, no, like, going to heaven isn't bad, it's, like, really bad, or sorry, isn't good, it's, like, really bad, or some shit like that, I was like, what are we doing here? So, Literally. whatever line that was. Yeah, well, um, let us look into our sheets. Yeah, that we spread. let's spread those sheets. I would say there is some misogyny. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, um, I did not like that Claire got called a bitch. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, what if it's not misogyny? It's just that supernatural exists in a world with one. <laughs> with what? <laughs> with misogyny. I mean, I, uh-huh. I, I am inclined to zero it out just because I really like what they did with Amelia. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an episode where a woman in this kind of position is treated like a human being by the mm-hmm. writer. And yeah. while I do not like that Claire was repeatedly called a bitch and, you know, et cetera, mm. et cetera. I think, I mean, those people, don't, like, you know, the demons are bad, whatever, whatever. I mean, I still don't like it, even though the demons are bad, because... If there's only one way you can do bad demon, it's just misogyny. And it's like, okay, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> but, like, I'm inclined to even it out. Just because I do think this is an episode where a woman is a character. That's a really low bar. I know. I mean, Amelia has a lot of, a like, show. flat wife moments as well as real person moments. But yeah, I mean, Supernatural is a low bar show. Okay, let's just let's just give it a zero for the the novelty of it. Yeah. Um, uh, racism. Not that I recall. Do you recall? No, I don't think so. Okay. Homophobia also a zero. Well, they did almost kill Jimmy. I think that's homophobia, <laughs> even though I think that guy's straight or something. Yeah. Well, I guess zero. we have a zeros so, across the board one. Which, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. So my well, strong recommendation. We, we have zeros across the board on family remains. Is that true? I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was weird that she had long hair and the brother had short hair. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess we didn't think that was enough to count for anything. So we're gonna do a IMDb. And this one is high. I'm sure. I've never been more sure. Are we sure? Misha Collins did not act good. Yeah, but this is beloved. I mean, I also did say that about Hostess of the Holy. Like, who is it beloved by? Me. But like... (laughs) <laughs> we're talking like the public who is beloved by and the public. I think many people who like Cass love this. I am this episode. I do feel like maybe IMDb is not a very Cass lover yeah. heavy environment. Mm-hmm. Who fucking rates shit in IMDb? Who does I that? I don't know. People. Who even? Okay, I'm going to like, I'm put this at nine. Okay. I'm going at 9.1. There we go. Okay, because I was thinking like 8.7 territory. Okay, well, go for it. Well, let's see. Holy shit, it's an 8.7. Oh my god, I haven't gotten one in so long. You got it right on the mark too. That's crazy. One of these is titled Misha as an incredible actor. You are incorrect. Misha's turn to shine. Misha is an incredible actor. I, you know, everyone 
everyone's talking about how Misha Calls is so good at acting. He literally is not. Cass possesses him sometimes, and the rest of the time he's just, like, a guy who's not very good at acting and also annoying and also has incredibly annoying opinions. Yeah, well, this one says um, the only reason this episode exists is pretty much so that Misha can continue playing Cass without viewer worrying too much about this poor schmuck that Cass is possessing. I don't think anyone cares about vessels anymore. No, I mean, the thing is, we are supposed to. I mean, sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. We're we're not supposed to care about vessels most of the time. No, but like, that's like random demons and angels and whatever. But if you notice, who are our recurring angels and demons? Ruby. Mm. There's nobody there. Yeah. Anna, it's just her in there. Meg, right. there was someone in there and it was a big deal. Mm. So if you, they are planning to keep Cass around, which at this point I suppose they were, they needed to rid him of a fucking vessel. I mean, they need to figure out the vessel situation for him yeah. and also get rid of that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's it for this episode of Passation Beauties. Next week, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 21, When the Levy Breaks. Leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. We are on Tumblr at bustyationbeautiespod.tumblr.com. Our official tag is babpod, B-A-B-pod. Thanks to everyone who has donated to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash bustyationbeautiespod, uh, which is where, like, the extras or bloopers or outtakes or whatever you want to call them for our episodes live and check out our merch at babpod.redbubble.com wait we didn't even mention the Q&A oh my god (laughs) I think that's at two episodes before right so it could be next episode uh we can mention if you reach there and then at the beginning yeah if you have reached this far we're doing a fucking Q&A baby yeah, um, if there's anyone still left out there. Yeah. The deadline is January 27th, 2024 at midnight Eastern time. Yeah. You can email us at bestationbeautyspot at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.